This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to How To Tuesday. It's a fine day today. We're enjoying some Black Rifle coffee while we talk about some things to get ready for your winter season as, as you're practicing your fly casting, getting ready to go down to the Florida Keys, to Louisiana, to someplace tropical that you are going to fish in the winter time, in the springtime. Now is the time that you need to practice. Some of the things that I've seen over and over and over again by well-meaning anglers is that they practice the wrong things. Now, it's very good to practice. I highly encourage practicing. But you want to practice things that are going to benefit you when you get on the water. We've talked about the two-target drill before. If you haven't heard that podcast, you should go back and look at that. That's one of my favorite drills where you practice casting to two different targets, simulating something that you would see on the boat for a bonefish, a redfish, a permit, a tarpon, any sort of game fish like that. That's an outstanding drill. Another drill, the one that we're going to talk about today, is uh, a loop-shaped drill. And I used to get out into the park and whenever, whenever or any kind of grassy area, and whenever I've taught people how to fly cast before, this is one that I go over a lot. The loop shape drill helps you to change your loop shape. Okay, now if you're not that familiar with fly casting, if you're watching this on video, I'm going to show some stuff behind me on this screen. If you're not watching on video, don't worry about it. I'm going to explain it just right, uh, just fine. Uh, you don't need the video to to understand what I'm going to be talking about here. And most people are listening on audio, so don't worry about it. Um, the loop shape is the shape of your fly line as it extends on your forward cast, right? If you watch somebody or watch TV or anything, you can see how this fly line unrolls really nicely, okay? If it's a tight loop, 
the distance between the bottom of the loop and the top of the loop is going to be very small. If it's a wide loop, the distance between the bottom of the loop and the top of the loop gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, there are several ways to do this, and a lot of people will tell you, you only want to throw a tight loop. And I understand that. In a lot of types of fishing, that is very important, to throw a tight loop. But it's also important to be able to throw a wide loop. And the reason why you want to throw a wide loop in a lot of cases, especially in saltwater fishing, is because if the wind is blowing hard, you have the opportunity to smack yourself right in the head with a tight loop. And those anglers who know how to make a cast and make it a wide loop while the front of the loop is kind of wedge-shaped, so it is actually going through the air very nicely, and you have a big distance between the top of the loop where the fly is and the bottom of the loop kind of off the tip of the rod closer to your head. This is very, very important to be able to throw a wide loop when you want to and a tight loop when you want to. I'm not saying that you want to throw only wide loops or you want to throw only tight loops, but when I say that I've seen a lot of people, well-meaning anglers, practice the wrong thing, one of the things that they're practicing is only holding the line in the air and making the tightest loop possible. Okay, It's great. It's beautiful. It's fun. And you should do that. But that's not the only way that you should practice. Now, let's look at this picture that I have here of a wide loop versus a tight loop. Now, we're looking at uh, andythornall.com. Okay, and I don't know Andy, but he's got a, a nice drawing on his website. And it shows exactly what I'm talking about. You have the, the tighter loop where the lines are basically parallel, and you have a wide loop um, where, where there's much more distance between the fly and the bottom of the loop. There are a couple of videos that you can um, that you can see where um, this this guy right here, John Cave, he's a great fisherman, and uh, he's he's got um, on this performance fly casting loop formation video. We'll watch just a little bit of this, and what John's talking about on his video is being able to change from a tight loop to a wide loop um, at any moment. And what that requires is practice. So what many fly casters know how to make a tight loop. It requires a hard stop on the forward cast. And once you make that hard stop on the forward cast, it will uh, make a tight loop. If you make a softer stop on the forward cast and more follow through towards the water, you can intentionally make a wide loop. And that wide loop can be very accurate in throwing. In fact, in a distance casting competition uh, or a, uh, an accuracy can't casting competition, I would purposefully throw a wide loop and just have the fly land right on the, on the target. I would get the distance right with a tight loop, and then I would deliver the fly to the target with a big, wide, open loop. And what that does is it stops the recoil coming back so if you're really trying to put a fly in a teacup, um, a lot of times you'll get this recoil, and that is uh, is very tough um, to to make a absolutely accurate cast. Now, 
on the video right here that we're watching, we're watching John Cave throw a very, very tight loop. And he's a beautiful caster. He's obviously practiced this a lot. But what makes him a really great caster is he's also able to throw an open loop on command. So if you are um, in a situation where you have high wind, particularly from the side, like a right-hand wind, if you can throw that, um, that loop in a wide open loop, you can have the fly actually drift into you, but it will drift over your head and not hit you in the head. Now, if you're like me, you've been hitting the head with a merkin or a tarpon fly or a bonefish fly or a heavy-weighted nymph or a big trout streamer, and it's not fun. It hurts. It, it really hurts. It's like getting shot in the head with a BB gun, and um, it, it really hurts. So it doesn't take long after doing that that you either invest in a helmet or you learn this wider open casting style. So what I'm suggesting is that you practice for your upcoming trip and you do it in a way where you're practicing a couple of different skills. You certainly want to get out there and practice distance casting. You want to practice shorter casting. You want to practice getting into the ready position. You want to practice delivering the cast from the ready position. But then you also want to be able to cast tight loops and wide loops. So I will get about 40 feet of line out. I'll do this without a fly, but with a leader. And you're out on a grass field or maybe a pond or a swimming pool or something, someplace where you have plenty of, of, of room behind you. And you're just going to start your double haul. You're going to be casting your double haul, making a tight loop. And you want to go back and forth five or six times. And then while you're casting that tight loop, you're going to say, okay, tight, tight, tight. And then this one's going to go wide and you're going to soften your stop. You're going to increase your follow through and you're going to see how you can make a wide loop on command. Then go back into your back cast, wide loop again, back into your back cast, wide loop again, back into your back cast. Now let's go tight again. So now go back to that hard stop, the hard um, double haul, and you can see how you can go from a tight loop to a wide loop on command at any time. So now, if you are out and you have a hard right-hand wind, if you cast a tight loop, that fly is going to come and hit you in the back of the head. If you are able to cast a big, wide-open tight loop in the wind with a wedge shape in the front of the loop, you will be able to deliver that fly successfully without hitting you, without hitting anything. The fly is 40 feet over your head right? When you make this big wide open loop. So wide open loop shapes are, <clears throat> are something that a lot of fly casting instructors um, will not tell you that this is important to do. Those guys may never have fished in salt water or not enough to know that this is a problem. And in, any guide in the Florida Keys will tell you that this is a good skill to have. It's a great thing to be able to throw uh, a loop. Like Lefty Cray said, you could throw a loop through a screen door. That <clears throat> is nice. And if you have the right fly and the right conditions, you can absolutely do that. But when, you, when you're dealing with a margin of error that's that small, 
a lot of times it ends up getting wrapped all around you or hitting you in the head. <clears throat> so learning how to throw this big wide open loop is very, very good. So go to the park, strip out 40 feet of line, five tight loops, five wide loops, five tight loops, five wide loops, five tight loops, five wide loops. Now, if you want to even increase this skill and this drill to even more realistic situations, strip, get, get 50 feet of line out, strip into a small area in front of you. From the ready position, start and get 40 feet of line out, five tight loops. Put the line down, strip it in, get back in the ready position, roll the cast out, work the line out, five wide loops. Put it down, bring it back. Do that same thing, five tight, five wide, five tight, five wide, five tight, five wide. And when you can master that skill, then you want to be, um, you want to increase your accuracy. So you want to put a target out there at 40 feet. It can be a hula hoop. It can be something smaller. It can be a Frisbee. Frisbee would be awesome. If you hit a Frisbee at 50 feet with a wide loop and with a tight loop, you're ready to go. Um, that's going to be great. If you can do it at 60 feet or 70 feet, even better. But you want to be able to do it with a wide loop and you want to be able to do it with a tight loop. So therefore, you're going to be able to do it in calm conditions and you're going to be able to do it in windy conditions. Now, if you have a if you're a right-handed caster and you have a left-hand wind, you can throw that super tight loop. It's not going to be a problem. It's blowing away from you. If you're a left-handed caster with a left-hand wind, you're going to see that it's going to blow into you and hit you in the back of the head. So, left-handed caster, right-hand wind, you can throw a tight loop. Left-hand caster, left-hand wind, that's when you need that big wide open loop. Then same thing for a right-handed caster. Right-hand caster, right-hand wind, it's going to blow into you. So you want to be able to keep that fly 40 feet above you and cast accurately to the fish by softening the stop on the cast and increasing the follow-through almost to the water, right? You're taking the rod tip almost to the water. And then when you can do that in practice, you should be able to do it in the boat. The next thing would be to use a weighted fly in your practice. Okay. A lot of people will do these things and they'll practice and practice and practice, but they'll never practice with what they're going to use when they get on the boat. And they, they have a real hard time with a long leader and a weighted fly. So you want to practice that in advance. You can cut the hook off if you want. And uh, I encourage it because it gets stuck in the grass all the time. So cut the hook off. Just have like a merkin with heavy weighted eyes and go out there and practice casting it at 40 feet. Practice with a wide loop, practice with a tight loop. And if you can do that, I promise you, you're going to have a much more successful trip. We're going to talk about other fly casting drills, but that is going to do it for today. I hope you have an awesome day. Enjoy some Black Rifle coffee and get out there and practice your fly casting in realistic situations before you get on the boat. You're going to be happier. Your guide's going to be happier and you're going to catch a lot more fish. All right, see you next week.